Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling okay. I saw a really stupid tweet. Can we talk about it for a second? Yeah. This Only one. Bruno, Only one stupid tweet. Bruno Mackays. Everyone's making fun of him. He tweeted, American culture and ideas have almost no reach in Dubai, Istanbul, Shanghai, Jakarta, Nairobi, Singapore, Lisbon, Stockholm, or Mumbai. Can't run an empire with London, Toronto, and Melbourne. I don't know, it just makes me laugh because, like, there's not one city mentioned that Taylor Swift couldn't sell it, like, 12 nights in a row in. Okay. And, like, do you, I don't know. All right, well, we'd like to start our podcast with uh, Akiva's <laughs> favorite stupid tweet of the week. Um, yep. the, the, Super, the, good. the Super Bowl's coming in a few days. Should we talk about that? Let's talk Super Bowl. Um, it's weird. I, would you say you're excited for this Super Bowl? Would you say, I, I mean, this is always, it's always such a drag. You forget how big of a drag it is. Yeah, I, I, am, I am excited. I come into this year's Super Bowl with fewer takes than I've, or, or less confidence in my takes, I should say, than I've ever had. I'm just, I, I really don't know what to think about the Super Bowl. So I, I want to hear your perspective, and then I can answer mine on top of that, but. My perspective is 2-53, to 53, the Niners are pretty clearly, I think, a, a slightly better team. Okay. There's no way I can bet on Brock Purdy playing against Patrick Mahomes, though. I just don't okay. think it makes any sense. So that, so, okay, so that, yeah. I mean, ultimately, to, like, spoil it, like, I have to pick the Chiefs, I think. Okay. You know, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. But and... this would be a pretty mediocre Chiefs champion. Like, this would be... Like, what's, what's the worst team Brady won a title with? The first one, I would say. The first one was kind of a bad team. I turned, there was a guy in my school who, like, in September was a Giants fan of our uh, gap year in 2001. Yeah. Like, he told me he was a Giants fan. And then, like, in January, he was a Patriots fan. And, like, he said one of his parents was a Patriots fan, one was a Giants fan when I asked him. Maybe 9-11 had a big impact on him. He stopped rooting for New York or something. Mm, but Okay. The... <sighs> And I remember saying, like, right after that game, like, oh, this is the worst team that's ever won the Super Bowl. Now, not realizing that Tom Brady would win six more. Like, to me, it was like, oh, this nobody won a Super Bowl with a team that's, you know, kind of a joke. Uh, did it, the, the, the take didn't end up holding up, but um, that was his weakest team, for sure, yes. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I sort of come my my conclusion, and again, I say this with less confidence than I've really ever had going into a Super Bowl, is is basically the the same as yours. San Francisco is clearly a better team than Kansas City. Um, they were better the entire season. Brock Purdy was um, maybe not in skill level, but in actual performance was better than Patrick Mahomes this entire year, right? He threw the ball almost 160 fewer times and yet threw for more yards, which means he had way more yards per attempt, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, higher completion percentage. There's not a there's not a single st- I mean Mahomes obviously had slightly better rushing um stats, but like there's there's no statistical argument by which Mahomes was even close to Brock Purdy this year. However, Obviously, that's based more on the circumstances around them than them themselves. Did you see the funny tweet today? How um um Brock Purdy looks like Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. both got carried. Yeah, in both cases, yeah, they they can only perform based on those around them. But um, at, at the end of the day, like sort of what I'm thinking, like how am I gonna feel foolish late Sunday night? Am I gonna feel foolish because I bet on Patrick Mahomes, who's been in the Super Bowl, you know, been in the conference championship game all six years that he's been a quarterback, uh, been in the Super Bowl for those six years? Am I gonna feel foolish because because he lost because he played poorly or am I going to feel foolish because Brock Purdy, who even though he has put out better numbers than Mahomes, you know, ultimately no one thinks he's close to as good a quarterback as, you know, as Mahomes is, is already in the conversation for the greatest of all time after only six seasons. And, and I hate to, it's so unchester like to sort of look at a team game and define it by the quarterbacks. But, but that is, so, it, I almost analogize it to like in fantasy football where like you have sort of like the star player, the better player, your first round draft pick, the guy you bid $60 on. And in the playoffs, he has a really tough matchup and maybe he's a little banged up and whatever. And you have another guy who, you know, in the cumulative rankings is ranked one spot higher than him. And you're like, well, who should I start? Should I start this guy? Well, objectively, he's ranked a little higher by all the quote unquote experts. But it's like, am I going to feel foolish? How am I going to feel foolish on Sunday night, Be- uh, on Monday night? Why did I lose the championship? Because I rolled with my star and he just didn't have the game or because I, I rolled the dice on this guy who did not have the track record and then that guy did not perform. And so I think for that reason, I'm leaning towards Mahomes and, and, and the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs, especially given Mahomes... Uh, um, health going into the last year's Super Bowl were clearly the inferior team to the Eagles. They were underdogs to the Eagles as they were last year, and they ended up winning, and they ended up winning a very close game, and, you know, but for one play here or there, you know, the Hurts fumble at the end of the first half or the pass in, uh, the defensive holding call at the end of the second half. Like, the Eagles could have won the game, and this game, I think we both expected it to be close. You know, the spread is within three, but at the end of the day, I just, I'm going to feel more foolish if I bet against Mahomes uh, and against the Chiefs. And so, yeah, I would agree um, with that. that. That's that's where I'm at also. But yes, I have I have very little confidence in these picks. Um, what I have more confidence in is um, I, I ranked um, a few years ago on this podcast, we ranked like the most 20 recent Super Bowls. Yeah. But for, for my boss, Akiva Wienerker, for whom I'm writing articles again, I um, I ranked all 57 Super Bowls from worst to first. And I'd like to discuss that. But uh, I think that you have some um, some Cousin Salish props that you want to propose first. Is that right? Um, I, I mean, we could talk props for sure. I also have the prop oh, game. I, if you it, told me uh, before we started recording. I do have some props. If anybody's yeah. interested, I ha- interested, I have the... Uh, the prop game that we'll, we uh, usually play. I can put that Every in the patron group or you can yep. tweet it. By the way, do you know who the favorite for Super Bowl LIX is right now? It's not so close. The, the favorite to be in the Super Bowl? To win. To win the Super Bowl. The next Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, is it not San Francisco? It is, by far. Okay. It's crazy. Not yeah, the okay. Well, no, because San Francisco is by far the best team this year, right? Up until they lost to Baltimore. Yeah, but this right? is like but, as bad of, I mean, I guess the Chiefs defense in theory could get worse, but this is, you know. Why do we think the Chiefs will be much better next year than they were this year? I mean, Rashi Rice has a, a year under his belt. 
they're I mean, you know, they're a year older. Are they going to lose guys? Who? Not, okay. Now, question: Who has better Super Bowl odds, my team or your team for next year? I'm going to say your team. Yeah, there's still your team has the, Aaron Rodgers. My team well, doesn't remember, have a quarterback we were like at the moment. Sixth or I think maybe eighth uh, preseason last year. We're not uh, near the top ten this year, but yeah, the Jets are plus three thousand. And as of right now, my team plus, doesn't have a quarterback. 4, That's true. So, yeah, and we saw what happened in the second half. Yeah, um, yeah. So why why don't you do? You you said before we started recording, you said you oh I want to do my props, and then you'll rank your Super Bowls. So are we doing that or no? Uh, let's rank the Super Bowls first, and then we have time we have props, because we're... Okay, well, we're well ranking the Super Bowls is going to... There's 57 of them. It's going to take a while. I don't think we're going to do all of them on this podcast. We'll okay, fine. Fair enough. We'll, we'll go to the Patreon episode for the best ones, but we'll give the uh, the non-Patreon listeners the worst ones. All right. I'll give, you, I'll give you my... my uh... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Has that article been published, by the way? Yeah, I believe it has. Yeah. All right. Do me a favor. Send me the links when you publish. Oh, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Ranking the Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, we'll, all right. So listen, the people who are like the youngs, the people under 30 who are sort of used to the 21st century Super Bowls, which are usually close, exciting games, they're spoiled. They don't know what it was like for us growing up where the NFC would murder the AFC every single year. It was unwatchable six minutes into the game, unless you were a fan of the winning team. You were just there for the commercials and the halftime show. And nothing exemplifies that more than Super Bowl 29, the worst Super Bowl ever. Uh, the 49ers were 19-point favorites, which is the biggest spread in a Super Bowl history, even bigger than your team uh, as an underdog against the Colts in Super Bowl three. And it wasn't even that close. The the only thing this game is memorable for is the fact that Steve Young finally got the monkey off his back, threw for six touchdowns, three of them with Jerry Rice. But this was, um, you know, this this was the first we had had four straight Bills losses, which after the first one got uglier and uglier. And then the the this Chargers team, like Natron means, like they had no business being there, Stan Humphreys, and uh, they were bad. That was a bad Super Bowl. Um, so to me, that's it the is not live yet. I will I will post. I will retweet when when this article goes live. Okay. But it has not gone live yet. It's going right. closer to the Super Bowl. Um, Number five. Uh, yeah. I have fond memories of, of that Super Bowl. Uh, I had a big Super Bowl party. Speaking of the spread, we had a nice spread. I, I've, I've posted pictures of it on Twitter before. We had like a giant, like uh, what they would have called then uh, a hero. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the, the uh, sub sandwich. Nobody beat anybody with the subway sandwich. But um, yeah, that game was over very fast. Um, not nearly as close as it, it, 49-26, but it wasn't as close as the The Chargers had eight yeah. late points on a kick return and two-point conversion. Yeah. Um, the 56th on my ranking is the Super Bowl right before but that. But this is incorrect already because Why? the Patriots Rams Super Bowl was the worst Super Bowl. Uh, I, was, I, I, I went, listen, I went back and forth with that one. And in the beginning I had it last. Ha- I'll I, tell I, you why. The, yeah. If you, if pretend it's like, uh, you know, the old days and you could watch sports center after the Super Bowl and like, all right, let's see the clips. Yeah. There are like legitimately memorable plays from that game. Ricky Waters goes crazy. The first play to Mahomes, the, uh, the first. Uh, touchdown pass to Rice, which, if I remember correctly, is the third touchdown of the game. 
the slant that he just takes to the house is like an iconic play. The Patriots Rams didn't have a play that in a normal regular season game could make it to Sports Center. Okay, I agree. One... However, when it was tied three to three with seven minutes left to go in the game, and it was but it drama. Was, that's how bad it, it was. Boring Even and as ugly. A relatively but... close game. It was. You could argue if we could go back to that season, it could have been the worst football game played that season. Yeah. Listen, there, there is certainly a, a, a debate to be had here. There is a Super Bowl known as the Stuper Bowl, okay? Also known as the Blooper Bowl, which was Super Bowl five in the 1970 season. It's considered the worst Super Bowl ever played. Um, there were 11 turnovers, um, five in the fourth quarter, seven turnovers by the team that won the game. Um, we'll get to that one. But at least it was a close game. It was decided with five seconds remaining. So on balance, if a game is poorly played, but at least there's drama, then there's some reason to watch. You want to know who's going to win. Right. These Super Bowls at the very, very bottom are Super Bowls that there was no reason after the halftime show was over. You turned off your TV. Um, and, and so next 56 on my list is the Super Bowl right before the uh, the 49ers Chargers. And that's um, Super Bowl 28, the 93 season, the second consecutive Cowboys Bills game and the uh, the fourth consecutive Bills game. And, the, you know, um, this is the only time we've had a rematch of the previous year's game. So that's sort of less in the drama. And it was a rematch of, uh, you know, the Bills had lost three in a row. Nobody had any expectation for them in this one. They were 10 and a half point underdogs. So they were actually up at halftime, 13 to six. But then um, the Cowboys blew them out in the second half. And just just because I remember going to that game, it was like, oh, Cowboys going to beat the Bills again. Like it, there was, You asked me a few minutes ago, am I excited for this year's Super Bowl? I am excited because we don't know what's going to happen. We were not excited going into the Super, to Super Bowl 28 because we knew exactly what was going to happen. The Cowboys were going to beat the Bills by double digits. And so that's why it's ranked lower. Um, number 55. What was again, the spread on that game? Do you know? Ten, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got the spreads I mean, for all would, of them, baby. Yeah. That would, yeah, would track with the. By the way, the, the Wikipedia's spreads for Super Bowls is quite different for many of them than the spreads on Football Re- Pro Football Reference. I'm going with Pro Football Reference, which pulled it. Remember, up, there but, was yeah. no such thing as like FanDuel then. So yeah. it was like different places could have had different lines. It could have been yeah, reported at 10 and a half when it opened yeah. and it closed at 8 and you wouldn't have known it. Was, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, unless you were like. The halftime Vegas. show, by the way, that year, I don't know if you counted that, but the Judds featuring Winona and Naomi Judd plus Clint Black, Travis Tritt, and Tanya Tucker. Listen, kind the halftime show will um, be relevant for some of these rankings to come. But yes, the Chuds were not high on my uh, desirability for the halftime show. Are you excited for Usher this year, by the way? Yeah, I'm not not excited for Usher. But honestly, last year, I, I remember the other day, because the Super Bowl starts at 1.30 here, I did take a quick uh, cat nap during the, during the halftime show last year. Mm. The, no offense to Rihanna. The, the, the summer that my wife and I met was 2004. And remix to Ignition. Really, Usher in general was dominant that summer uh, at the bars and the clubs that uh, I was taking my underage girlfriend to. Those were very, very popular songs. And so, uh, you know, maybe I'm an old, but to me, Usher is like, you know, perfectly reminds me of the summer of 2004. So I'm, I'm excited for the halftime show today. Um, all right, number 55, another Super Bowl from that run of dominance, 13 straight by the NFC. It's Super Bowl 24 in after the 1989 season. The 49ers beat the Broncos 55 to 10. Um, this what the Broncos made the Super Bowl three times in four years in the late eighties, got blown out each time by a bigger margin. And this is a 45 point margin. 49ers set record for most points, biggest margin, yardage margin. They scored two touchdowns in every single quarter. And just all in all, it was a, um, a very bad and boring game. So that's number 55. Number 54 is the game you wanted to dead, dead last Patriots Rams, Super Bowl 52, very boring six point score total for the first 53 minutes. But at least that means that it was, uh, it was close. So. 
Um, that's why I'm at 54. 53 is the 87 season. Um, this is the the strike season. So the first three games are played by scabs. Um, the Vikings lose on the Darren Nelson drop to the Charger. Uh, excuse me, to Washington in the NFC Championship game. Um, Doug Williams is the quarterback for Washington, the first black quarterback to uh, start in the Super Bowl. Very famous for that reason. This is 42 to 10, absolute blowout. Um, Broncos do go up 10 nothing, but yeah. Broncos go up 10 nothing, and then and then Washington scores 35 points in the second quarter. Four yeah. touchdown passes for Doug Williams all in the second quarter. Doug Williams had the game of his career, uh, 340 yards, a record at the time, four touchdowns. Um, pretty bad Super Bowl there. Super Bowl 52, again, from the same era. It's the 91 season. This Super Bowl took place in Minnesota, the first of two Minnesota Super Bowls. Uh, Washington, the uh, Washington R-Words, that team, the 91 Washington, is in the conversation for the greatest teams of all time. Absolutely dominant team. The Bills had lost a close Super Bowl the year before, wide right. Um, but Thurman Thomas would would miss the first few plays of the game. He couldn't That's kind of symbolic for how things went. Washington jumps out to a 17-0 lead. Uh, then they're up by 27, and then the Bills score a couple late touchdowns. So pretty garbage there. It's just all these Super Bowls from our youth just are the worst Super Bowls. Super Bowl uh, number 51 on my list. Super Bowl 27. It is the first Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl. So we've already gone through uh, the, the, the the second, third, and fourth Bills Super Bowl. This one was 52-17. to 17. Um, this Bills team was just, you know, much worse than the Bills team of, of the previous couple of years. And, um, and the Cowboys, you know, obviously a dynasty. So unwatchable there. Um, number 50 is Super Bowl 21 from 1986. So this one is before you and I, we were around, but we don't remember it. Um, this was the, the, the year before the bears go 15 and one, they have a historic defense and they dominate in an 11 and five AFC team that has happy to be their vibes. That's next on my list. And then the next year it was the exact same thing. Giants over Broncos, the big blue wrecking crew. Uh, they allowed three in their, uh, play in their NFC playoff games going into the super bowl. So good job by the Broncos getting some garbage time there. Um, they actually took a 10, seven lead early and then the Giants score 26 straight. Um, that's 50th on my list, 49th on my list. I just mentioned the year before. Bears 46, Patriots 10. Um, the Giants, I said, in 86, allowed only three points in the NFC playoffs. That's pretty good. You know how many points the Bears allowed in the NFC playoffs? In 85, uh, I think it was though. 10 total. No, it was, yeah, it was zero. They, uh, they, they had two consecutive shutouts. So even better than the year before. Um, the Patriots in this game scored earlier than anyone had ever scored in a Super Bowl. Um, the Bears had a fumble on their first offensive possession. The Patriots kick a field goal a minute into the game, take a three nothing lead. And then the Bears score 46 points. Um, and as you said, they allowed 10 points total. Uh, the Patriots got a late touchdown garbage time, 46 to 10. That was that Super Bowl. Um, and so that was, that was uh 49th on my list. Yeah. So these are, these are all very bad. Can, I, make a, can I complain about something? Yeah. Complain. Do you hear that loud noise in the background of my, of, of my coming from my house or no? I, I don't. I don't. Fortunately, someone is like doing a haircut at ten thirty-five at night in this house. Doing? I don't know. If doing is the right verb like for doing like uh, giving a haircut with like a with the like a uh, the the haircut thingy. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. You you talk to you do the next Super Bowl while I go yell at whoever's doing the hair. All right. I keep just jealous. He doesn't have enough hair to get cut. I understand it. All right. Fine. We'll get to number forty-eight on my list. Super Bowl seventeen. Excuse me. Super Bowl eighteen. This is after the nineteen eighty-three season. Uh, Washington was the defending Super Bowl champions. They had set a then NFL record with 551 points in the regular season. So they actually come into this game as favorites against the Los Angeles Raiders. But Marcus Allen goes crazy, 191 rushing yards, 
a 75 yard touchdown and the Raiders set a then Super Bowl record with 38 points, a then Super Bowl record with a 29 point margin of victory. Again, these records would be shattered repeatedly over the course of the decade as the AFC got blown out of every single Super Bowl. But um, in 1983, um, at at the start of that run, it is the Raiders 38 nine. That's my 48th ranked Super Bowl. 47 is Super Bowl that we were all alive for. Well, not all of us, but if you're if you're old enough to drink, um, you were alive for that Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl 35 after the uh, 2000 season. Uh, much like two years before, basically the Vikings blew an NFC title game in which they were favored, which permitted an undeserving NFC championship um, champion to go to the Super Bowl, which resulted in an ugly blowout in the Super Bowl. So if the Vikings hadn't, uh, you know, screwed up the N- NFC championship game, we might have gotten a better Super Bowl. Uh, the Vikings' offense against the Ravens' defense. Instead, it was the Ravens' defense against uh, uh, like a very bad Giants team. And so even with Trent Dilfer, this one was a laugher, 34 to seven. Um, absolutely forgettable garbage Super Bowl. Um, that was really bad. You know, uh, yeah, it was also, it was felt- kind of gross because the whole Super Bowl was like a coronation of Ray Lewis who had been like mm-hmm. alleged, allegedly involved in a murder at the previous year's Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's a little bit icky. Mm. Speaking of icky, um, Super Bowl 40, the 2005. See, if you really Super wanted to say speaking of icky, you should have gone to like the Niners Bengals. Icky Woods. Icky Woods. Icky Woods. Yeah, we'll get to Icky Woods. No, uh, this is Ben Roethlisberger talking about, um, you know, guys with uh, unsavory um, records, let's just say. This is the only Super Bowl where I fell asleep. Uh, Steelers, Seahawks. Um, did you know that Jerome Bettis was from Detroit, Akiva? Yeah, it's the it's the Bettis yeah. Detroit thing. It's, you yeah, know, the famously worst else. The worst, no, it's the worst uh, referees. It's it, this no, is really the, a Super Bowl yeah. remembered for its refereeing. Yeah, well, no, it, it's it's remembered for the Seahawks whining about the referees. Yeah. But the Seahawks win probability never climbed higher than four percent. And so, um, with um, in the in the final ten minutes of the game, so you can't really complain about referees when you never had a chance to win the game anyway. Is my rule of thumb. So yeah, that Super Bowl is very forgettable. Number 45 on my list is the first of four Vikings um, Super Bowls, all of them relatively ugly, all of them pretty easy blowouts. This is Super Bowl VIII after the 1973 season, the Dolphins trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls. The previous year, they went undefeated, of course. Um, they lose. They beat the Vikings 24-7, kind of a snooze fest. Uh, number 44 on my list, the 1980 season, Super Bowl 15. This is Raiders 27, Eagles 10. This is Super Bowl very similar to the Super Bowl a decade later from a vibes perspective because the Iran hostage crisis had just ended five days before. So there was a very patriotic feeling during the game. We had a flyover and all that kind of stuff. Um, the Raiders grab an early 14-0 lead, and that's about it. Ron Jaworski throws three interceptions to Rod Martin. Rod Martin, who did not win the Super Bowl MVP despite having three interceptions in that game. Bad job by the voters. Yeah, um, well, I, w- I was teeing you up because Rod Martin um, was the Super Bowl MVP in the previous Super Bowl victory for the Raiders, was he not? Yeah, I got to do, oh, well, he was, half, he was the half MVP. He sh- Yes, he, we had co-MVPs, he has two defensive players. But it's just a fun trivia question. Rod Martin had three interceptions in a Super Bowl and was not the Super Bowl MVP. He was the MVP of a different Super Bowl. Um, number 43 on my list is the 84 season, the 49ers against the Dolphins. This is in the conversation for greatest Super Bowl matchup in history, quarterback matchup. Dan Marino in 1984 shattered every record that existed, had by far the greatest season a quarterback had ever had, had numbers that would not be broken until Peyton and Brady came along decades later in a completely different quarterback era. Um, but Joe Montana was also phenomenally good that year, only, you know, only overshadowed because of Marino. 
and Montana, they both threw for over 300 yards. First time that happens in a Super Bowl. Uh, a then record 851 yards total. Uh, the Dolphins take a 10-7 lead, and then the 49ers blow them out the rest of the game. The Dolphins had five punts and two Marino interceptions on their last seven possessions. So not particularly close. That's uh, Super Bowl 19, number 43 on my list. Number 42 on my list is a Super Bowl that's most famous for the halftime show. Prince, absolutely phenomenal in the rain in Miami. Uh, the Bears were a joke, should not have been in the Super Bowl. This Super Bowl was uh, Colts 29, Bears 17, Super Bowl 41. It, it, was the, it was the coronation of Peyton Manning. He finally wins the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, pretty ugly game overall. Um, Devin Hester has the opening kick return for a touchdown. That's, you know, really all the Bears have. Number 41 on my list is uh, Super Bowl 50, the only Super Bowl that doesn't go by Roman numerals, which was Broncos-Panthers 24-10. This was Peyton Manning's last game and his final Super Bowl victory. Uh, yet again, he was not a really core part of it. It was the defense. Peyton was pretty bad that year. And this Super Bowl is most famous for Cam Newton allegedly failing to try and recover a, a fumble, right? Uh, I think that's really the only thing people remember. It's Of the modern Super Bowls, besides Patriots-Rams, it's really the one that people have uh, forgotten. Yeah, not a great one. What's another, another play from that game? I really can't even think of one. Um, for another play from that game other than the the this, the the fumble by Cam Newton? Mm-hmm. Um, Snap goes yeah. over Peyton's head on the first play. No, that's the next Super Bowl on my list. That's Super Bowl. Um, that's the 2013 season. Oh, that's the Seahawks season. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Seahawks-Broncos 43-8. Um, Peyton and the Broncos that year shattered every offensive record that had been set by the 98 Vikings and later the 2007 Patriots. Um, not only were these the two best teams in the league, but it was clearly the best offense against clearly the best defense. So it was a very exciting Super Bowl. The Broncos were favored. This game had massive, massive hype. But first snap of the game went over Peyton's head for a safety. And the rest of the Broncos' first half possessions, punt, interception, pick six, turnover on downs. Um, Percy Harvin returns second half kick to the house to make it 29-0. Game over. Um, unlike the previous year, we'll have no blackout. We'll have no comeback. It was one of the most hyped Super Bowls and really one of the ugliest. Huge disappointment there. Um, in uh, Super Bowl, and so that's number 40 on my list. Number 39 on my list is the 1976 season, America's Bicentennial. Um, this is the Vikings' um, fourth and final Super Bowl loss in an eight-year span. Uh, the Raiders gained a then-record 429 yards, 288 in the first half. Uh, old man Willie Brown, the Hall of Fame defensive back, clinches it with a 75-yard pick six late. Um, ugly game. Vikings ruin all the Super Bowls that they are in. Number 38 on my list is Super Bowl two which still was called the AFC-NFC Championship game. Um, the Packers uh, had won Super Bowl one pretty easily over the Chiefs. Um, this I, I have Super Bowl one a little higher just because, you know, at least it's the first one, so it's a little exciting. The Packers had just won the Ice Bowl against the, uh, an absolutely legendary game the week before for the NFL Championship. And so the Super Bowl was sort of post-hype, not that exciting. The Raiders were a little better than the previous year's Chiefs, um, but, um, you know, uh, Green Bay blew out the AFL once again. And um, that is the last time that a team has won con three consecutive championships, right? For the Packers. Could be a while the, before it happens again. They, they won the Unless final the Chiefs, pre. <laughs> I guess the Chiefs, yeah. I guess. It's a weird thing for you to say when the, the Chiefs, if they win this week, just, you know, win on Sunday or, or two thirds. I mean, that'll be unbearable next year, honestly, if they're going for the three peat. That'll be like such a storyline. Well, it'll, it'll be really interesting because, yeah, we've never had a three peat in the Super Bowl era. The Packers, again, they win the final championship before the Super Bowl, then they win the first two Super Bowls. No team has ever actually won three consecutive championship games because we had three peat errors in like the four, in like the pre championship era, right? When there weren't championship games. So, yeah, we've never had a team win three consecutive championship games except for the Packers in um, 65. 66 and 67 number 37 I, I read the vince lombardi book the uh a few weeks ago yeah and the super bowls you know it's obviously it's not as Wait, big which a deal. vince lombardi book lombardi 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, I read that one recently. A lot of it takes place in Englewood, New Jersey, my hometown. Yes, a lot of it does play, take it's, place it, in New Jersey. It's weird how prominent he was. I mean, his parents lived here for his entire career by in Green Bay. How prominent he was in this town, and there's like no mention of him anywhere in Englewood. It's very odd. That is where I mean, there's isn't there's a Vince Lombardi. What is there like a, a is rest this part stop. of the highway or just yeah. a rest stop? Yeah, but that, that's pretty yeah. weak. But then that's not even in Englewood. Yeah, that's closer to the stadium. That's closer to the Meadowlands. And there's my kids play football on Lombardi Field, but that's in Leonia. Again, not in Englewood. Yeah, Lombardi graduates. He's part of uh, he graduates from Fordham, where he's a player, and then he comes to become a high school coach in Englewood, and then and then eventually he goes For back a while. to Fordham. It took him a For, while yeah. to get yeah. any gig, and then he. Yeah, uh, exactly. becomes the army assistant coach and the giant assistant coach and the yeah, yeah, and then so dies immediately. About, immediately so what are you saying about Lombardi and those and the Super Bowls? It, you know the the book, which is very thorough. Uh, you know, like the Super Bowls are not a big part of the book, honestly. Like the championships, it it was he did not, I guess, consider it to be a big uh, such a big deal. It was more like we can't lose because it would be embarrassing. Like we have to for win the for the, versus the the NFL, NFL but yeah. it was not. You know, the second yeah. Super Bowl is barely in the book, even. Uh, it was not, and it wasn't called, you know, maybe the second one, I think the name may have existed, but, it, but in, you know, until the Jets win the next year, it just, it was not such a big deal. There's a bunch yeah. of open seats in the first Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 37 is Super Bowl six, the 1971 season. Cowboys 24, Dolphins three. Cowboys dominated throughout. They outscored Miami in every single quarter. They set a Super Bowl record with 252 rushing yards and the fewest points allowed three. Of course, the Patriots would tie that 47 years later. Um, Chuck Howley, who won a Super Bowl MVP in a losing effort the year before, the only time we've had a Super Bowl loser win MVP, had a 41-yard interception return to set up the final score here. Uh, This is a blowout. We still have a few more blowouts to go. Number 36 on my list, Super Bowl 33, the 98 season. Yet again, an anticlimactic game ruined by the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. The Vikings that year go 15 and one, set the all-time record for scoring. The Broncos are the defending champions. They start the year 13 and 0, and everyone was hyped for a Vikings-Broncos Super Bowl. It was going to be epic. Instead, Gary Anderson happened. Well, I was hyped for for Jets-Vikings Super Bowl, but yeah, whatever. Uh, yes, but the the Broncos and Vikings were heavy, heavy favorites, and of course, um, the Vikings lose to the to the Dirty Bird uh, Falcons. The night before the game, Eugene Robinson wins the NFL Man of the Year award. After the award ceremony, needs to take the edge off, tells his wife, I'll be back when we get some milk. Decides to get a blowjob on the side. Unfortunately, it's from an undercover police officer. He gets arrested. The game starts, and he gets burned badly for an 80-yard touchdown by Rod Smith. Um, that's really all I remember about that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl sucked. Number 30, and I didn't even watch it, by the way. The Vikings lost. I was pissed, and I did you were not so watch mad. Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Super Bowl four is number 35 on my list. This is the Vikings' first loss. Um, after the Jets' massive upset the previous year, the odds makers were trying to be more careful. But the Vikings were a historically great team in 1969. They they won their the average score of their games that year was 27 to 10, and the AFL therefore was still 12 point underdogs. Um, this game is really famous basically because Hank Stram had a mic on him for NFL Films, and he was matriculating the ball up and down the field all over mm-hmm. five. I, you know, I, I rewatched Vikings. this game. It was really uh, stark, and maybe because they were a little older or something, but like. The Vikings, the purple people eaters just gets destroyed the whole game. Like the Chiefs line really manhandles the Vikings yeah. in this game. Yeah. The great Jim Tyre, the left tackle for the Chiefs, who will never be in the Hall of Fame, but uh, yeah. has the most. You, love Jim, most... you love Jim Tyre. You love bringing up Jim Tyre whenever you can. Yeah. Well, it's here. Listen, gents, if you want to make the Hall of Fame, but you want to commit some like violent, like murders or rapes, wait till you're in the Hall of Fame and then do it. Because you know yeah, who's in the Hall of Fame? OJ Simpson. You know who's not has in the Hall of Fame? Has anybody ever Tyre, kicked out? Darren. No, they don't do that. 
Yeah, so OJ OJ's yeah. in forever. Jim Tyre's out. Yeah, he killed himself and his wife um, after. He retired is there a scenario when we don't have to like get too far into it? But like, yeah, is there a scenario where someone like if Osama bin Laden, you know, like made the Hall of Fame and then like did Osama bin Laden stuff? Like, would they kick him out of the Hall of Fame? Is there? Does that even? Can you even kick someone out of the Hall of Fame? I mean, they've never done it. If they didn't do it for OJ, I don't think they're gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't, you, I don't think OJ so did happen. the worst thing. You could possibly imagine, which is not even be, you know, convicted of of one murder or a double murder. You know. I mean, what if a guy was like a real serial killer. So how many people do you need to kill in order to get kicked out of the Hall of Fame? That's your question. Basically. Okay. All right. Um, Number 34 is Super Bowl 12, the 1977 season. The Broncos have never made the playoffs before. Not only do they make the playoffs that year, they make the Super Bowl. The Dallas Doomsday defense dominates Denver, forces as many turnovers as completions. That's eight of each. Um, Craig Morton, the former Cowboy, now the Broncos quarterback, ends up getting benched for Norris Weiss. Gesundheit. Um, and, and Harvey Martin and Randy White, co-winners of the Super Bowl MVP. The only time that we have co-winners, Cowboys win 27-10. Number 33 on my list is Super Bowl 37, the 2002 season. This is a weird one. The Raiders, uh, Rich Gannon, out of nowhere, becomes like an MVP candidate um, under John Gruden in, in, in Oakland. They are four-point favorites coming into this game. But in hindsight, it's impossible to understand why the Raiders were favored, right? It's not just that the Bucs destroyed them 48-21, but John Gruden had been the Raiders coach the previous year. And so he had, like, he knew their entire playbook. Uh, Callahan updates nothing. Barrett Robbins, the all-pro center for the Raiders, disappears the day before the game and, um, you know, never shows up. So there's just, it's hard to, I remember I made, I made a, I made a straight money line bet right as the game was starting. Some guy was watching, he's like, oh, the Raiders don't have a chance. And I'm like, they're favored. So no, they have no chance. So we made a twenty dollars straight up bet, and I was like, "Listen, if if he's giving me the favorite with no odds, of course I'll take it." And of course I lost that bet. Raiders lose forty-eight to twenty-one. He must have known something. Yeah. Um, number thirty-two on my list is the very first Super Bowl, Super Bowl one. Um, I only have it this high because it's the first, right? The AFL was such an inferior league. Um, the Chiefs did stay close to the first half, which was you know kind of fun. Max McGee. Uh, has seven catches for 138 yards and two touchdowns. He later admits that he was completely hungover uh, it, coming into the game. He was drunk from the night before. He did not expect to play, but when uh, starting receiver Boyd Dollar gets injured early, Max Meek comes in, has the game of his life. Uh, number 31 on my list is the uh, the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes lost, the only one thus far. 31 to 9. I, I infamously said on this podcast that Mahomes played better in that game than I'd ever seen at a quarterback play. Uh, but he was running for his life the entire game under constant pressure. The Tampa defense made this an easy victory. Um, no point scored in the fourth quarter. Pretty boring game. Probably the this, most memorable part of that game is the one throw he makes that's not even complete. Where he's like parallel, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, is, this is a very possible narrative for the game this Sunday, right? In that, what, that the, he's just running for his life? Why? Yeah, the 49ers defense like, is great. They haven't been great in the playoffs, but it's possible. I don't. I mean, their line has been pretty good. I I don't think it's realistic unless a second person gets injured. But yeah, it is possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's save the top thirty maybe for the uh for the second half of this week's podcast with, with the patron show or what have you. Yeah. Well, let's go a little further. We got to go at least halfway. I think you do thirty. Because right, it's weird okay. to say like one through twenty-eight. It's not a yeah. round number. Yeah, the, 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 okay, fine. All right, so the top 30 will come for the patrons. This is a very short episode we gave the main feed then. Oh, we could talk for two more minutes. We don't have to. All right, give me some of your props. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can go back to props. Uh, let me tell you my, my favorite, um, bet. I like Pacheco. Listen, Mahomes just won it last year. They're going to be looking for other people to give it to. 
Now, Kelsey's the obvious one, but I really like Pacheco with plus 3,500. Maybe rushes for 100 yards. Maybe the Chiefs take an early lead. Pacheco gets like 107 yards and a rushing touchdown. Maybe catches a touchdown. Pacheco plus 3,500. He's my favorite bet. Obviously, the one that makes me laugh is uh, plus three, um, plus uh, um, 31,000 or uh, 310, whatever, whatever it is. It's 310 to one. Uh, uh, Sam Darnold winning the MVP. I think I would have to stop following football if like Purdy gets hurt on the first play. Similar to last year's NFC Championship game, but then Darnold comes in and leads the Niners to a victory. I don't think I can still watch football after that. Yeah, okay. I'll still watch. No, I mean, like, no. I Well, yeah, I'm saying as, like, a Jets fan, we draft him. And then it would be sort of fitting if, as, like, from a Jets perspective, if, like, we get rid of Flacco and he's, you know, comeback player of the year. We get rid of Darnold and now he's Super Bowl MVP. It is weird that they have not had to rely on Darnold at all this year after having such, like, injury problems the last few years. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I really like uh, the Chiefs to have the first touchdown pass. That's minus 125. That just seems too low to me. Like, if the Niners score, I think there's a you know pretty solid chance it's McCaffrey. So I like that one. Uh, position to score first touchdown. With with Kelsey and Kittle, I'm surprised tight end is, is uh, so low at plus 350. I kind of like that one. Okay. How many different touchdown scores there are if you like? Uh, a high-scoring game that over four and a half is nice at plus 105, but I like a, sh- a, low, uh, a not high-scoring game, so that's not really for me. Um, I like that you can combine props with like um, with some of the NBA games that day. So like, uh, will Jimmy Butler score uh, the first basket, or will George Kittle score the first touchdown? Don't bet on those, but it is kind of stupid. Yeah, I had a couple more maybe I could save for the uh, for the Patreon episode, but. Those were those were my props. We got the prop game going. It is sad that there's no more football. I do think it's a really good college basketball season. I think it should be a great tournament. So if you know you need if you need something else to keep you busy, you could dive straight into college basketball. You know, what's interesting about college basketball is because of NIL, there are a lot of guys like the Zach Edies of the world who stayed who maybe normally would have tried to go to the NBA or Europe. You just like knocked my head, Noam, and the mic over. Come on, Noam. Uh, and now a lot of those guys stayed because you could get paid at least a few hundred thousand dollars or maybe who knows, make a million, whatever to stay. And so there are a lot of like and plus you, it's the last year of the covid seniors, right? You got 50 year seniors, you got 24 year olds out on the court. So the level of play, I think, is higher than it's been. There is a lot of parity uh, and my team is still number one. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be an awesome college basketball season. And I think the NBA also I think the NBA is a lot of parity. It's it's really far from clear uh, who's going to win the title. Uh, it's a huge bummer if Embiid really can't come back because there are a finite number of teams. that can, How many teams do you think can win the championship in the NBA? I said this at the podcast with Jared that I'm sure you didn't listen to. I would say seven. Seven. So yeah. Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, because that was before the Embiid. No, not, not Sixers. You don't have the Sixers even, even before Embiid got hurt? Fine. If we say hypothetically he comes back and he's 100% by the playoffs, but I don't think that's happening. So Okay. And then the West, Nuggets, Suns, you have the Mavericks? No, the Mavericks. What are you talking about? No. the Wol- you, you think the Wolves can win the title? Of course they can. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they've had the best record in the Thunder. Yeah. I'm not saying they will, but they can. It's really unthinkable. Like, the, the, a world where the Wolves are good. I can't even think about it. Yeah. Well, you've been living in it since October, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope, listen, enjoy. I, I say to all NBA fans, enjoy, you know, you're being good while you can before Wemby wakes up. Before the Spurs put, like, a couple NBA players around him. Then it's over for you, fools. I don't think I think it's gonna take a little bit longer. I think Wemby's gonna need a little more help than he currently. Has. No, I agree. Oh, it's definitely yeah. It's definitely gonna take longer. I'm saying enjoy it while you have it. I don't think it's gonna be next yeah. year. They 
they're far away from you know right now i think he has zero pieces of random that'll be part of a championship team so all right so we'll be back well this is the regular feed we'll be back with the patreon and uh we'll see you in, uh, later in the week okay talk to you later bye
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.